Perfectly. When Emmanuel comes on, we could talk the Isaiah Thomas thing. Um, <laughs> the the Suns. I was trying to figure out a a trade for like Aiden. I don't think they're gonna trade him. I think they're just gonna lowball him. No, they're gonna lowball him, and then like either he'll do the thing where he takes the qualifying oil offer, and then he's a free agent. Because they're not even offering Mikael Bridges. I watched the jump. Um, they said they're not even offering Mikael Bridges a contract because they don't want to pay tax, which is what he's known for. Yeah. Booker and such a Booker and Chris Paul getting paid. Everybody else just figure it figure it out. With all due respect to Chris Paul, who's thirty seven, I think is he thirty seven? Mm-hmm. He's older than LeBron, right? Yes. Because even though he came into the league behind LeBron, LeBron was out of high school, but he is older than LeBron. Yeah, he played like three years of college, and he came in like a year after LeBron. I just think I would have paid Aiton before Chris Paul. I, I definitely would have. I mean, I, I I get the argument that like he's a center, and like no centers are getting paid like that right now. Mm-hmm. Well, except for... Uh, no, there's three. There's there's Jokic, there's Embiid, there's uh, Towns, and what do you consider Anthony Davis? Power forward center? Uh, Anthony Davis considers himself a power forward, so. Okay, so then there's – I gave you three. No, Rudy Gobert. What am I talking about? Rudy Gobert. He's way better than Rudy Gobert. That's not even a question. Well, one of those guys is like a perennial defensive player of the year. Two of those guys were just up for the MVP last year. Well, dude, and, like, and so like, we're only talking about towns as far yeah. as like a guy who's not on the top, top, top level getting paid like that. And I mean, I like Aiden. He had great, he had a great season. He had a great postseason. No, he's not better than towns. He's not. He's not, he's not better than towns. He's not better no, than Jokic. He's not. No, better he, than he is better. No, he's better than Rudy Gobert. I saw he's, it in the postseason. Like, I would never take Rudy Gobert over Carl. I mean, what's his name? Aiden. Sorry. I just don't know if he's done enough to prove it yet. Like, I don't know. I don't well, know if you pay him on one off season. I mean, I know you have to because that's where his, 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 his contract's up. Like, he's got he's eligible for the extension. Well, he's done more than like Michael Porter Duke Jr. and Shea Gil, Shea Gil Chris Alexander. Sorry, I was trying to think. Yeah, yeah, but those teams don't have to pay two other superstars. Well, Denver's paying three, dude. Denver's paying. Denver's. Denver broke out the pocketbook. Well, they had to. Well, I, I also think there's a chance that Michael Porter Jr. gets moved. Yes. yes. He's, well, that's the case of where you pay him to have the asset to trade him. Yeah, you pay him to have the asset at the max contract that you can trade for another max contract. Yeah. He's 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 definitely the, the, guy, the odd man out there if they're I mean, unless he starts off like a house on fire and then like maybe you consider Murray because of the injuries and the health, but I don't know. Well, maybe what you're doing is, I don't know if he would go there, but do you think like an injured Murray and Michael Porter gets you uh, Dame Lillard? If I gave you those two for Dame Lillard, do you think that's... I think they would try to do it without... I think they would try to do it with Murray and Picks. I think they'd try to keep Porter, Jokic, and Lillard together. I think maybe you try to put Gordon in that deal. 
So Gordon, and, Gordon and Murray. I don't know if they have the picks. Yeah, I don't know if they do either. But if you can do it with Gordon Murray and picks, I think you try to keep Porter, who's a scorer. Like I mean, Porter when he's at his best, he's basically like a poor man's Durant, scoring from the four. Yeah, but he's got the back injury. He does which have the back injury. Yeah, that you have to. Which like, is something you have to concern yourself. Yeah. That's why. That's why he he spent the first three years of in the NBA like basically barely playing. They'd go out there and they'd play him a game. He'd score thirty point. He'd score thirty in a game, and then like you wouldn't see him for like five games. I'm just like, but I but I I'm I'm surprised when you looked at everybody else in that draft who got who already has max like max money like, Aiton's earned it comparatively to those guys too like Aiton Aiton was like the second he was the excuse me sorry I'm coming off a cold Aiton was the most consistent son in the postseason last year he was (laughs) and then again I would pay I would have paid him before I would have paid him for Chris Paul I would have paid him for Chris Paul too I mean I I get that like Chris Paul is viewed as like the guy who came in and got them to the playoffs but you, you want to bet on youth? Like, I don't know if I if I would have been excited to pay Chris Paul four years from now max money. Well, you're stuck with that contract because I don't know if you're gonna be able to flip that again. Nope. <laughs> I mean, again, unless he comes out playing amazing, then maybe you'd like have a chance of moving it. Like, if you moved it right away, but you wouldn't want to. If he's playing amazing, you just ride it out and be a playoff team for a few years. There's definitely, like, on the back end of that contract, there's going to be two years of that contract that are going to look bad. Excuse me. I'm trying to think of, like, where would, like, what are they going to do? Like, let's say, like, Aiden has a really good year, right? Mm -hmm. Then they're going to still have to pay him, or maybe he just accepts the qualifying offer. And, like, you have to remember, like, there are not that many great free agents anymore because every great player is basically signed. Well, one of those guys is going to be a great free agent because Mikel Bridges is a is a hell of a player. Like he's he can score, he can play defense. Like he's a oh, hell of a. You know, he's gonna get, he's gonna get paid. He's gonna get paid if it's not by the. And he's he's definitely like like I've heard the same things you've heard. He he's definitely not like in their future plans. Like if they're gonna give that money to anybody. It's giving it to Aiton and Bridges is going to be the odd man out because they're not going into the luxury. They're going to let Aiton go or they're going to let uh, Bridges go and he's going to walk and he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid big because I'm thinking about a team like Philly who drafted him and like probably wishes they didn't trade him. Like they're going to be a player for him. Philly did nothing but make mistakes. They only got like one really great player out of their process. Ben Simmons is a good player. He's yeah. not a great player. They got Embiid. They got Embiid. That's it. <laughs> That's it. They got Embiid. For like drafting first for like five yeah. years. And like, they're not even, they haven't even gotten close to the conference final. They got to a game seven twice. That's it. Now it's more of a free agent destination again. Now, like now that you have Embiid long term, 
signed up there. I mean, that's not a free agent destination to a. <clears throat> it's a free agent destination to a Danny Green. It's not a free agent destination. Well, that's the thing. There aren't no really good free agents anymore. Right. I'm saying like a Bridges. Like if you if you, if you wanted to if if they're like a wing away from being a playoff competitor, like they can honestly go to him and say, "Come here, play the three. and you know we have a chance as good of a chance as anybody at winning the East. I mean, do they though? I mean, if they get depending on what they get for Ben Simmons in a trade, if they get like a good, if they get a good guard in in return, and okay, let's say let's say they traded Ben Simmons for either Beal or Dame Lillard, are you taking them over the Nets or the Bucks? Uh, no, what, what? Uh, I, I'm I'm starting to question the Nets. You you got me on the questioning the Nets now. No, let, let, let's let's say Kyrie plays. Let's say Kyrie plays. Let's say he's like he's like Wiggins and he gives it. Let's say Kyrie plays. Are you taking them over the Nets or the Bucks? I'll say this: if it if Lillard and Embiid are on the same team in, and they still have and they still have Tobias Harris, and they still have Tobias Harris, they still have Matisse Thybulle, they still have like Curry. Well, you're gonna have to give up. What are you gonna have? Let's say it's gonna be Ben Simmons, Maxi. It's probably Ben Simmons, Maxi, and Picks. Okay, so you still got. So you uh, still have still have Curry. You still have have Green. Still have Danny Green. Um, um, wait, you're probably gonna have to throw in Danny Green to match the contract, probably, right? Yeah, probably. Because you're like, gonna have to throw in something, but I'm saying like that team. I, I mean, Matisse Thybulle made all NBA uh, third team or all NBA second team defense last year as like a second year player. So he's like he's coming on as good wing. Yeah, I would probably I would probably put them in the same conversation as the Bucks and the Nets, and then like they're playing kind of like Boston is, with the hopes that like something happens to. Some one of the players on the Nets. I mean, look, Durant. Durant came off of a, a horrible major injury. He didn't play more than like he, I think he played like thirty games last year. And Kyrie's Kyrie, like, and he's he on top of the weird shit that he does. Like, he's an, always a threat to get injured. So, if you're one of those teams below the Nets and the Bucks in the East, you still build up that team and. Because you never know what version of the Nets are going to show up in the playoffs. You might, you could easily be in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks. So, like, I mean, you're starting to have doubts about the Nets or something. That's what it sounded like today. I I am just. I mean, I, like, my biggest fear with the Nets is, I don't. I still don't know. Like the the fact that Durant only played 30 games last year during the season because of injuries yeah because of injuries and he's a big skinny guy with a bad history of injuries now and he's getting older and is as much as I like Harden and Kyrie like even if it, even if you had a perfectly healthy Harden and Kyrie I'm not taking that out of the east like Durant is the linchpin there. Like Durant, Durant is the guy who who makes you okay. That's the guy who can go against Giannis and possibly win win the East for you. Mm. Like Harden and Kyrie are good. They're a playoff team, 
Mm-hmm. But like, like if Durant went down like in the first month of the season or something, and it was just like Harden and Kyrie, even if that you just factor in that they're going to play every single game, like I, I would, I wouldn't see them as much better than like maybe the fourth or fifth best team in the East. I mean, where like if a Kyrie went down and it was Harden and Durant, I'd believe in them a little bit more because of Durant. I mean, the thing is, the Kyrie thing is, I think he's going to give in like Wiggins did. That's too much money, man. It's too much money. It I don't is. care how woke his ass is. If, but if anybody would do it, it's Kyrie. Yeah, but like, it's too much money, man. That is way too much money to be giving up. Wiggins, I was watching the jump, said he was like kind of forced. He's like, I felt like I was forced to do it either. Oh my god, I'm not playing the NBA. So I think that's what's gonna happen with Kyrie. Uh, I can I can see that, but I can also see Kyrie just being like, "Fuck it, I don't care," because it's Kyrie. Like, and again, like we were talking about on the last episode, mm-hmm. Wiggins didn't doesn't have like some consp- he didn't have like some conspiracy theory. He didn't think that this. Was I, gonna- I, I gotta be honest with you. It sounds like he was just trying not to take it. So he was trying to use like the, the religious thing. Right. Yeah. But, but like he wasn't, but it wasn't like he didn't have like this like grand conspiracy theory that Kyrie supposedly has. Well, because I watched the jump yesterday. And um, did you listen to the Winhurst pod today? I mean, yesterday. Sorry. I didn't listen to the Winhurst one. So we had, they were talking about the, the Warriors and they were saying, what's his name? The guy with the deep voice, whatever his name is, it doesn't matter. He was talking about how, like, the Warriors are, like, kind of getting fed up with Wiggins, and, like, yeah, he was forced. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like, like you said before, like, we're going to waste another... Steph Curry hasn't made the playoff in two years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Like, and even if they have Wiggins, they're not a guaranteed playoff team. No. That's not that good a team. No, you're, count, you're counting on um, Clay to be Clay. Yeah, you're hoping you get more out of Weissman. You're hoping like, to stay stay in about that sixth spot, sixth in the East, and then when Clay comes back, maybe push to like fifth or fourth if if Clay comes back like at full Clay, which I don't think he will. Like, I mean, he's two years off. No, full Clay is a great defensive player, man. Like he's yeah. not gonna be a like let's say he gives you like some of his offense. Like I mean Clay at his peak was only twenty two points. So let's say he gives you like being generous seventeen. He's not gonna give you that great defense. No, I think I think I think he's gonna be a spot up shooter. I think that's what he's gonna be. Yeah, so like, like what we do. But even if he's like as like lights out of a shooter as he was. Like that's I mean that's something. That's someone giving you points that's not Steph Curry. I mean, so you're gonna have Wiggins give you about what do you give you? 18. Hopefully Clay can give you 17. You gotta hope you get more out of Weissman because Draymond Green is like a zero on offense. They have washed Iguodala back. Who couldn't do anything for the Miami Heat. So he's no. just there to be a rah rah guy. Yeah, he's he's um, and maybe he finds maybe he finds something uh, being back on the team where he was last good. I don't know.
best. Like he's he's just a minutes, just a guy to eat minutes. Yeah, he's like Trevor Ariza on the Lakers. He's just there to be there. Like just because you need to collect the shit. That Moses, the Mo, the Moses Moody rookie that they got is pretty good though. Well, they got Moses Moody and they got somebody else that was supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. The Jonathan Kaminga that they drafted is, is Kaminga. He's a project. Like they can they consider him like a project. I think he'll be in the uh, G League most of the year. Emmanuel, you're on. Yeah, I'm here. So we started out talking about Aiton's contract, and you know, now we're talking about the Warriors. Do you have a comment on Aiton? Um, I think he might go into free agency. That's what I was thinking. I think. But that's two years away. Yeah, I think. But who knows? I mean, a lot can change between now and, you know, two years from now, obviously. But I, I think I think it's leaning towards him going to free agency just because, you know, how money is the structure to the money and whatnot. Uh, if, you're, but, if, if you're if you're Booker and you're you're looking at your owner who's going to be like, we're not going to the luxury tax. We're not tax. We're not playing paying bridges. We're not paying Aiton. If I'm Booker, I'm out. Well, he can be out because like, if you're not going to pay Aiton and you're not going to pay Bridges, you just want him stuck with old ass Chris Paul. With exactly. no disrespect to Chris Paul, like I'm not saying that it's disrespectful to Chris Paul, but like he's old. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just like stick it, out, stick it out here with Chris Paul. Like you're not gonna like you have a winner. You have a team that just made it to the finals. Granted, it was like a lot of injury luck, but you have yeah. a legit you have a legit team there. Bridges is good. Aiton's good. Like keep the team together. Yeah, I mean that that was part of the thing about, you know, re-signing Chris was trying to keep the team together. I mean, obviously he still got to sign uh re-sign Mikel to a long-term contract. And uh, they said they said they're nowhere cl- close to even thinking about Mikel Bridges. Yeah. Jump so, to. And then Whoa. obviously Aiden they said they're far apart cuz he wants uh, a max and they don't want to mm-hmm. give him. Yeah. You know, like, so I mean Obviously, those are the two right now that you, you know, if you want to keep this team together, that would be the first two pieces right there. And legitimately, if he, if, if Aiton was on free agent out on the like free agent market, he'd get the max. Yeah, he would. Uh, well, I, hypothetically, yes, but I, I guess it all depends on who, who is giving him the max. I well, think that, in, I think a lot of teams would jump on him. Well, in in the next two years, there's going to be a lot more teams with free agent money, right? Because so, as we as we've yeah. seen, like you rarely get a top free agent anymore because we're right. Still. So it, it, I mean, hypothetically, you're, you're right. Like in a in a normal like off season, yeah, of course he would. But I mean, if who who would be giving him that money? A and then B, who can give him that money? It would be the question. Um, you know, because a lot of people kind of pay for guys between now and, and the last two seasons, and you know, that cap space issue is, is kind of still there. You know, well, it'll, be years, a big, it'll be a big warning sign if he takes that qualifying offer. If he takes the qualifying offer, teams know he's coming out, and you can you can kind of align your 
salary cap to make space for him. Well, you guys are forgetting. You guys are forgetting the most important thing. The cap's going to go up because they're going to sign a seventy-five billion dollars TV deal. Right. So it's going to be like so, the year that the Lakers overpaid for those those losers because of the big. <laughs> well, that's my, what I'm, my yeah, stop it, dang. Dang, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, we're, you know, we're still paying for dang, yeah. It, it, it's all about essentially it's it's timing more than anything. Kind of kind of goes into this more than anything. You know where where you know if it's this season or next season, if it's the following off season or next all season and uh, you know hypothetically obviously he's two years away but you know where where does he fit in the you know free agent market if it was you know this upcoming July or the next July for example but since it's two years away you know that's still that's that's enough time for like that TV money to kind of come in and, and teams will kind of be better positioned to you know where right normal offseason it'd be like three or four maybe in two years it'll be six and seven it's different teams right. with caps right now he's a top five center right he's the top five center in the league i'd probably put him about fifth like I'd uh, probably, I'd i would probably, take, I, I would take him over Rudy gobert i've seen enough of Rudy gobert in the playoffs i'm sorry yeah i mean outside I'd of Jokic and B I mean, Towns, Towns, and Gobert, and then I'd probably have him. I would yeah. take him over Gobert. Like Gobert doesn't do anything in the playoffs. This dude was the, the most consistent son in the playoffs. Okay, but you pay for the season too, and Gobert's like a defensive player of the year every year. And what does that do for you? I mean, I would have I the same saying. conversation with Towns though too. Well, I, I, we well, we had this conversation on the show, and you were telling me Towns was better, and I was like, okay. Like, I'm not a Towns guy anymore. I was a Towns guy when we first met before we were doing this podcast. I said I would take Towns over Anthony Davis going forward. I was clearly fucking an idiot on that. Based That's, on based on I'm where on based on just the fact that Aiden did it for one year and they did it with Chris Paul, mm-hmm. like. I don't know how much better Chris Paul made him. Like that's 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 the only knock on. Well, that, uh, see, that's the thing. Like this is the same thing. Like I had like with you a few years ago when I was telling you, like you were saying that uh, Brandon Ingram wasn't that good, and I kept telling you, no, the guy that he's been in the, on the Pelicans is the guy who was on the Lakers. They're on off numbers with him and LeBron. Mm-hmm. When yeah. Aiden came, when Aiden came back from the suspension. He's basically been this guy. He was this guy with Rudy Gobert. He was this guy in the bubble. It's just that Chris Paul is there and they're winning. But it's it's a combination of, yes, Chris Paul is helping him. But he was this guy once he came back from that – was it steroids we're all assuming? Right? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. steroids. It was – him and Collins got busted for steroids. Yeah. But yeah, and, yeah. Bo- and both of them came back and have been playing better without the steroids. Oh, they're still on the steroids. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck wrong with you. You can't be that naive. You will, you watch baseball. I mean, you would you I mean you would hope that they're not taking steroids or that, you know, maybe, on, maybe they on. didn't, you know, take steroids per se. It was just like something that the NBA, you know, doesn't want them to take because it's it's like steroids, but it's not really steroids. Oh yeah. Oh, like, like you hope that's the thing. Whatever they tested positive, like they're from everything that every like anyone's ever said, the NBA has like the weakest drug policy 
as right. far as like steroids. Nobody, right. nobody cares about steroids and anything except for. Let me ask you a question, right? You, John, because you're the yeah. only one on this show that really, really cares about baseball, right? I think tonight the Yankees are playing the Red Sox for a play-in, right? Yep, it's yeah. a play-in game. Okay. You, you see what Giancarlo Stanton looks like? Because I live in New York. I do know what Giancarlo Stanton looks like. Do you think that's not steroids? <laughs> uh, what are we calling the steroids? Like creatine? No, I'm saying he's doing something. I don't know what it is because it's like <laughs> he, he's doing something. Clearly, is he? Ball. I mean, could he? Could it? Could that just be like his natural? Hold on, Emmanuel. You watch oh, wrestling. Oh no! Hold on, no. Hold on. <laughs> Emmanuel. You watch wrestling, right? Yeah. We all three of us watch wrestling. Yeah. Remember when Jinder Mahal came back looking like? Yep. Okay, <laughs> but, but come on, he was, he was doing his. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Giancarlo Stanton looks like steroids era, like like pre pre Chris Benoit getting everything banned, like Batista. When like yeah, that's a good that's a good comparison. Like when Batista's flexing and like there's like veins that look like they're about to explode off of his. You're talking about about right before he joins Evolution, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You go back and watch. Rest in peace to the careers of Rachel Nichols and Michelle Beadle. But the only reason I know who Giancarlo Stanton is, except for him being a Yankee, is because Michelle Beadle used to host Sports Nation. And she had on Rachel Nichols because he used to come on right after the jump when the jump was a half hour. And Giancarlo Stanton was on the Marlins at the time in a Speedo. They were both looking at this dude's giant cock. And he was like fucking with his shirt off. I was like, no, no, no person looks like that. Nobody looks like that. No, he's on some supplements. He's got to be like, th- th- like if you're gonna tell me that he's just doing that off of like eating like eggs or something, like no, I, I mean, but I don't want to say he's on steroids though, but maybe okay, he's on that Tom Brady shit that keeps you young forever. <laughs> I want to say he's on steroids. Forty-four year old man running for a first down on fucking on Sunday. Tom Brady with his fake hair as well. I'm on to you. He's going to be playing at, like, 50. Tom Brady's going to outlive us all, and he'll still be playing. I hope not. He was talking about it on the uh, – do, do either of you guys watch The Shop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was talking about it on The Shop, but he wanted to play until he's 50. Yeah, he was talking about it on The Shop. He was like – he didn't mention the team, but he was like, some team that he wanted to go to, which I think we now know is the 49ers, yeah. they chose their quarterback over him. And he was like, you chose that guy over me? Okay. Yeah. I love Tom Brady. And I'm a Dolphins fan. Tom Brady's like, well, you guys, I mean, you're a Pistons fan and you grew up in Chicago, Emmanuel. Tom Brady's got to be like what it was like for everybody that played during the Bulls era. Yeah. That's what I, that's like, whenever people try to tell me, Aaron, I'm like, I saw Tom Brady as a Dolphins fan and kicked my ass for 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's like, it's not the same. It's not the same. That's like, when I, that's like, like, uh, Cause you know Joe Dumars was playing with Grant Hill. He was like, "Yeah, man, like I was in the league when they was winning them six titles. It was embarrassing." Because <laughs> Isaiah Thomas retired, Joe Dumars was still in the league. Like, yeah, yeah. Trying to get them checks. Hey, God bless you. Trying to get them checks. So then, um, then, um, then we went to uh, Wiggins and Kyrie, and I think John's changing his mind about the uh, the Nets. 
So what are your thoughts on? Because Wiggins took the vaccine. I mean, yeah, he, he said he, he was forced to. He was forced to. Yeah. I mean, he's like, if I want to play in the NBA, I guess I got to take it. I mean, he's forced. I mean, he can't work in San Francisco without taking the vaccine. So. Yeah, no. like they like they gave, like, like yeah, they were they the were NBA. they were reporting how he wasn't gonna admit, they were reporting how he wasn't gonna be able to play home games. He wasn't gonna be able to play in L.A. He wasn't gonna be able to play in New York. He wasn't going to be able to play in Toronto. So, like, he was already going to miss, like, beyond, like, the 41 home games. He was right. going to miss, like, close to 60 games. And on top of that, their practice facilities in San Francisco, he yeah. wouldn't be able to practice with the team. Right. So, I mean, that, that's not that's not the Golden State or the NBA. That's that's the city of San Francisco, right? And, and, that's, this, and that's the exact same thing that's with, with Kyrie, Kyrie. like – like Kyrie won't be able to practice with the team. He won't be able to play home games. He won't be able to play in all those other cities. I mean, I don't think Kyrie cares though. <laughs> that's why. That's why. That's why I'm starting to question it. Is because like, I honestly think I think Kyrie might go to the mat with this. You don't think Kyrie Irving is going to turn down that much money? Yeah, I think he might. It's yes. Kyrie. Yeah, that's a lot of money to be turning down. It is. If, if there's one person that would do it, it's Kyrie. Yeah. If Kyrie Irving does that, God bless him. That means every podcast has something to talk about. Mm-hmm. He's going to be what we talk about on our show for the entire time. Hey, I mean, that's what you want, right? You want to be talked about. I mean, he's already talked about. They're yeah. like, and that's where I think Harden could have a huge season because I think Kyrie could be out. And they're like, if they're any kind of smart, they're going to load manage Durant. And hard, make Harden the guy who scores all their points. And if you go back to last week's show, that's why I said that. I think if they win the ring this year, Harden's out. But why would he leave, though? That wouldn't make sense. Because why he wants he to actually be James Harden. Because he wants to be James Harden. I think he can still be James Harden there with yeah. Kyrie doing the stuff that he does and with like Durant being a little bit more fragile and you probably don't want to – have him carry the load all season and in the postseason. Yeah, in this I situation, can, I, I think yeah, I, I'm with I'm with John. Like, I don't see him leaving that situation. If anything, I, I, if that's true, that would mean he would lean more into Brooklyn, not less. I could easily see them making it his team basically during the regular season. Just yeah, like, just get us to the postseason, and then that's where Durant shows up and does his thing. Hmm. And then they just do essentially what they did last season, but uh, Harden will be hopefully healthy and, and Durant will be more healthy. I mean, that's the, that would be what the plan you would you would want for them. There was a whole midsection of last season right before Harden got injured for those last 22 games where Harden was basically doing that. Yeah, where, it was him and Kyrie and then where him, and, him and Durant and then he did something by himself and then – yeah. Where he was, he was still getting his, and he, he was got just, hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he was. I remember listening to the Bills in his podcast, and they were talking about how, like, even even with the stuff he did at the beginning of the season, like, no, he, he was, was in the MVP conversation. Yeah, he was yeah. back in the MVP com- conversation. So, like, <laughs> but partly, partly that was kind of due to you know. One everybody kept getting hurt, so yeah, <laughs> these they was running out of people. Well, that's why that's why we all admit Jokic was the MVP, and we all go, no one cares because everyone got hurt. Yeah, 
And the uh, NBA, the NBA today posted a thing on their Instagram, and it was like six athletes, and it was like, who's gonna be the MVP this year? Jokic wasn't even on it because um, the jump on Monday, yeah, Monday, they had Ramona Shelburne, they had uh, Winhurst, and they were talking about how, like we said last week, we've had three seasons in basically a calendar year. And they were talking about how, like, the Lakers really never recovered from the bubble. Mm. The Lakers, the Heat, the Nuggets, and the Boston. Boston, no, Boston. Oh, Boston. The, the, the four teams that made the conference finals. They all were basically out really early because, like, it was a really fast season. Mm. And then that Winhurst was talking – Winhurst and one other person that was saying – it was Jorge, who's on, Jorge Sedano. I was like, look. We would have voted LeBron or MVP MVP, but they missed too many games, and that's why we voted for Jokic. It's it's a flawed MVP that like he clearly deserves. No one disagrees with, but nobody cares because he got the MVP because other people got hurt. Yeah, the so it was on NBA TV uh, Instagram account uh, at NBA TV, and it was the GM survey. Oh, yeah, they came out today, too. Yeah, 37 percent of the people, uh, the GMs said Durant, 33 percent said Luca would be, 13 percent said Giannis would be, seven percent tied for seven percent was Embiid and Harden, and three percent was and three percent was Curry. No LeBron, no Jokic. That's I think, I think, I think, I think most GMs are assuming that like. You bring in Westbrook to carry the load, and you you be really smart about LeBron's minutes. That's what because I listened to two podcasts today. It was uh, one hers pod and the low post, and they both said the same thing. Like, if if you want to win another title, you've got to try to convince LeBron to play thirty minutes and only sixty games, and not care about the MVP. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, that's not going to happen. I, 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 agree. Think I'm gonna have I agree with you. <laughs> that's not how he's wired. That's, like, look, man. that's not no normal dude. He, he, if he want, if he care about the MVP, it's one of those things. Where, it's it's one of those things where I agree with you that that's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. But I also agree with the assessment that that's probably what you should do if you're trying to win a championship. <laughs> but like, even like, you can't even say that because like you had Westbrook on Washington last year. He missed a lot of games at the beginning of the season, and it takes yeah. him until the second half to get going. Right. It takes. Yeah, he, it missed, takes he missed some games when he was in Houston too. So yeah, it mean? takes. It takes the second half for him to get going mm-hmm. because it takes it until the second half to for him to figure out how to play with other teammates. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to happen. Yeah, and then it's and then it's also you know outside of LeBron and Anthony James and. Uh, whoever else is kind of left. I mean, that's an entirely new roster. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but I mean, like, if Anthony Davis is anything like, that he's supposed to be, and you have Anthony Davis and Westbrook, you should be able to get. You should be able to be a playoff team in the. West. Oh well, yeah, but but you but yeah, they're gonna be a playoff team. But it's like, and that's what I'm saying is, is you that's that's the thought is if you could get LeBron to take it easy on the season. You should be able with the rest of that team to get to the playoffs and then just let LeBron do the LeBron show in the playoffs healthy. Well, I I mean, I think you you would agree to a point though. I mean, you don't want him, you know, first round and whatnot. You probably don't he probably still want to use this kind of formula. 
Yeah, as long as it'll take as far as it'll take you. You want to you want to like rest LeBron as much as possible. Yeah, on some level. Yeah. But again, like like I think it was last episode on uh last our our last episode where it, Raph pointed out like he's chasing Kareem. the MVPs, he's chasing Kareem's record, like yeah. He's chasing, he's chasing greatness essentially. Like it's, yeah. it's hard to like say, you know what? Just just put a pause on that. <laughs> and, he's run, and he's running out of time because yeah. he's got a lot less games in his future than he does. Yeah, and he's thirty six. Yeah, be thirty seven, I think, in December. And if we're being fair, the injury last year was an age injury. That injury would have put down a young guy because that was like Solomon here running into his ankle. Yeah, now, you, could say, you could say the injury two years ago with the groin that was an age injury. That injury sure. last year, that wasn't an age injury. That no, I think I, I think it's more the groin injury that you're that he that he had where you're like that was age. Yeah. Where you're like he's susceptible he's susceptible to age injuries. Let's maybe not play him max minutes. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you got to but but again, GM LeBron like he's like. Coach LeBron, like he's gonna, he's gonna do what he wants to do. But to 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 be fair though to LeBron, there is a happy medium here where you can do this and he still be an MVP candidate. For example, where you know you he plays like you know like thirty or so minutes, whatever, but he's still like a MVP candidate. It is it is a happy medium, as they say. I don't think he's going to be able to be an MVP candidate with Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis on his team the same way that when Kevin Durant and Steph Curry was on the same team, they were immediately out of the MVP race. Uh, I, I mean, we'll have to see. How but this GM, I mean, this GM survey, survey had two of the top five players from the Nets. They had Durant and Harden. So. Yeah, but yeah. You, you, you both know that's not going to happen because, like, right. the, the MVP is always about a story and a narrative, and they, they're dying to give it to Luka Doncic. They're yeah. dying to give it to Luka Doncic. They are. So yeah. let him finish fourth. I think he's going to probably take more than fourth. I think Durant's, mean, the, Durant's the exact same thing as LeBron. Like, I don't want to see him going for the MVP. Well, I don't think I don't think Durant would go for the MVP like LeBron would. I think it would it would have to be it would have to be a specific reason Durant would do that. He would just do it. 30 games last year. I don't want to see him ramp that up to like playing 75. Like, no, he has to play 60. No, I want to see him playing 60 and, and still being there in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's that's probably where he'll be. He'll be around 60 or so, maybe 65 if we're doing an 82 game season. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, but yeah, but again, I, again, I think there's, like Giannis didn't he wasn't playing like forty minutes when he was winning MVP. <laughs> he was playing like thirty some minutes. I mean it what it's not like you have to play, you know, forty minutes or something. There's a happy medium in where you can do both things. Both things can be true, essentially. Giannis wasn't playing forty minutes because they were blowing out everybody and right. His, he had like the Wilt Chamberlain like P E R numbers. Right. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like both things can be true where you know you you can – there's a happy medium, so quote-unquote, where you can play a certain amount of time and it doesn't put a pressure on you, but you still can, like, compete for the MVP, for example. There's a happy medium here. Like, I think oh. if you if you limit LeBron's minutes, 
I think Westbrook's going to actually have a much better stat line than him, and I think it is going to be the the Curry Durant well, thing. Again, to be honest, at this point in time, shouldn't Anthony Davis be the Laker that's going for the MVP? He should, but nobody, no, yeah. he should, but nobody believes in him like that. No, I don't. I don't believe in him either. Because he can't stay healthy, and he's he fades problem, in, yeah. and he fa- and he fades out in some games. Yeah, like yeah, like he, he's the best beta in the league. Like he's not an alpha player. Like he doesn't just say he's the best sidekick. He is. Like that's no, but be- that's- no, but beta is such a de- 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 degrading connotation. Beta is what you call a dude who loses his girl to a, another dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, that's what, but that's what the dude was in 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 New Orleans. Even like they wanted to give him the team, and he he just no, but he wasn't the beta. No, he was no, no, they, no. They kept they when they brought no, Rondo no, 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 in. No, Rondo no, took no, over no, the team. No, 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 dude, you're totally wrong because we went through the playoffs. He was by far the best player in that playoff team. And you thought it was Rondo, and then we looked at the stats. He was like, "Oh no, I guess I was." No, wrong. no, no, no. But they, I'm saying in in like interviews and on podcasts, they've talked about how Rondo took over the team. Like he was never like the but leader what, of the team. Yeah, but that's what Rondo. But that's does. but that's not a beta though, man. Yeah, like, that's that's what Rondo does. Like everybody yeah, sort of is. Like if you're that good, if you're no, as no, good dude. as Anthony no, Davis, no, Anthony, no, 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 dude, no. you know how you're wrong. Because who was the leader on the Shaq and Kobe Lakers? It was Shaq. No. Who was the leader on the Shaq and Kobe Lakers? It was, it was Kobe. No, it wasn't. Who was it? It was Shaq. No, it wasn't. That's not it the was not who was not who was the best player. Not who was the most dominant. Who was the leader? It was who Shaq, was the, and then it was Shaq. No, was it, it, it was it was Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher was the guy on the Shaq and Kobe Lakers. He's the guy on the Kobe Gasol Lakers. He was the only guy that could tell Kobe to shut the fuck up and just pass the ball to Shaq. Does that okay, make I'm, Kobe? I'm, I'm, well, okay, but. But that's what okay, you're saying with Rondo. But that's what you're saying with Rondo. What, Rondo I'm, was what I'm saying is Anthony Davis should be, should be at with the skill that he has as a top ten skill, like skill level player, he should be coming into the season in his prime at like 27, and this should be like I'm taking over this team. But he but doesn't he have that in him. He doesn't have it I in think him. He does have it in him. I think that was part of the reason. Like, we, like we t- I talked about the last. Uh, by where he, he kind of uh, looked at his uh, training and how to go about training the right way and so he stays healthy for a full season and how to, you know, maintain the uh, consistency part on his level. So I think he does have that in him. I think he, he's – and plus he's proven he he definitely can do that. I mean, in the playoffs especially, he's, he's proven it. Maybe not on a consistent level like you said, but he's definitely proven – no, he, you could you could argue he was the best Laker in the finals run until game two of the finals. Yeah, and then that's when it was clearly LeBron. He yeah. was awesome in that in the bubble. I think personality wise, like he's just gonna. I think behind LeBron and now behind Westbrook, I think he's just gonna be lost on the team. No, I, I, I agree with you there because Russell Westbrook, no matter who he's playing with, Russell Westbrook could be playing with Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal. He thinks he's the best player on the floor. Yes. Well, that part is true, yes, if that's what you're saying. But he won't get lost, and then he won't get lost. He'll be- I, I, I think I don't. I think he's his. What should be at 27 with his skill level should be a dominant season for him, isn't going to happen because he's playing with LeBron and he's playing with Westbrook. But what do you what do you consider? I guess the next question would be: Was what do you consider a dominant season? He should he should be going out and doing what Giannis does. 
I was about oh, to say the same thing. I was about to say the same. He should, oh, he's he's that good skill wise. He's like when he was when he was down there in the Pelicans and he was doing all, everything on his own. He had some nights where his numbers like were like numbers that only Wilt had ever done. Right. I don't know like, you two. I don't know you two guys' hours. Emmanuel, you work during the day. I don't know. Yeah, normal business and, hours. And John, because you have kids and you work. Yeah, mine. Mine. Eight o'clock is just shut down time because I got to put Bridgie to sleep and and. But like during the day, you're working, right? And you have your wife. Your yeah, but I'm like I'm working right now. I'm drawing sketch cards okay. that are yeah. So. So because I work mostly at night and stuff, right. and I get home, I get to watch all these stupid ass fucking. FS1 shows as background noise and ESPN shows as background noise. And yeah. we all listen to the same podcast. So I get to watch like the Jump and Skip and Shannon and they all do the thing where they say yeah. that Anthony Davis should be as good as Giannis and thinks he's as good as Giannis. And he's not. And I pointed <laughs> out, I mean, before we met you, John, me and mm-hmm. Emmanuel always used to argue about uh, Kevin Durant, like you know, he needs to put on some, some man weight. Until he gets Giannis Antetokounmpo's body, he's not going to be Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I think, is he taller than Giannis Antetokounmpo? Are they about the Yes, yes, he's taller. Yeah. Like, he's a legit seven-footer. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, he should be out there. He should be out there doing, at 27, the exact same things that Giannis is doing. He should be the, he should, like, we should be coming into this season talking about how amazing Anthony Davis is. And they also have LeBron and uh, Westbrook. Instead, right. we're talking about, like, they've got LeBron. LeBron is awesome. And there's also Westbrook and Anthony Davis is still there. Like, well, you're talking I, about, I, him like, the sidekick. I think, I think you'll see Westbrook take a step back. You you're gonna have to see Westbrook take normal, back. yeah. Then you normally will see. I think his focus is getting even, even came out and said his focus is getting Anthony Davis right. So that's his I, focus. His I think focus. it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be hard to, I, I, I think it's easy to say. I think when Westbrook gets well, out there, well, on the court, no, no, well, no, John, because like you had um Westbrook on the Wizards last year, and yeah, he, he, defer- I mean, look. I, I've had this argument with Daniel Monte, um, who's in the, the group, who's a Toronto Raptors fan. People always do this thing with Russell Westbrook, like they act like he's some ball hog. And yeah. then if you, if you point out Kevin Durant's MVP season, um, Paul George's best season by far to yeah. the point where it just sticks out. And I'm going to point this to John because John watches baseball and I think John stopped watching football. So... You remember the baseball player Brady Anderson, John? Yes. Didn't he have like that one season that pointed out that was like, oh, he's on steroids? Yes. Where he, where out of nowhere, he had like 50, he went from like 22 home runs to like 50 home runs and then went back down to like 22 the next season and it was a contract year. And you were watching football when Randy Moss was on the Patriots with Tom Brady? Yes. If you look at Tom Brady's stats, before Randy Moss, and then when he gets Randy Moss, when he gets Randy Moss, he breaks the touchdown record. That's yep. what. That's how you could look at Paul George's stats before Westbrook and after Westbrook. Paul George before Russell Westbrook is giving you 23, 23, 22, 21. He gets Russell Westbrook, he's putting up 28, and he finishes third in the MVP. Yeah, but I mean, you. I'm like, not you saying. I'm not. But, but, but to, to be fair, though, like you mentioned with Brady and, uh, and Randy, like, that was the best 
that was that wasn't just a Randy Moss thing. They they had that was probably one of the best times they had receivers. Well, Paul, Brady, Paul Brady's the goat, so like I'm not right. ever gonna. Well, no, but it's like that's probably one of the best times ever since since Tom Brady has had like the most best receivers he have. That's yeah, probably West the West. one year he probably had, and with with Paul George that with Westbrook, that's probably one of the best. That's one of the best players he played with his career outside of Kawhi is Russell Westbrook, like in his prime. Like, so it's kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, that's true. But he also, when he was with Indiana, he didn't play with anybody like Westbrook that was on Westbrook level. And I'm not saying Westbrook's like, I'm not saying in a negative way, like, It'll, we'll oh, see no, I, was, I, I wasn't. I wasn't saying you were. I was saying it's no, no, like, no. I'm. I'm saying like even from what I saw last year with the Wizards, like he made Beal better. He he definitely brought out the best in Beal. But like, I don't see him taking like the third back seat behind LeBron and Anthony Davis. Like I when, do. When, I he, do when, like he, when he steps on the court, he's the the most competitive guy in in basketball. Like, yeah, I don't... but but if you notice his numbers go, his numbers are going down year after year from yeah, like scoring points. That's his and age, bro. Yeah, so I I yeah I see it. it it's just like with Rondo, you know, Rondo kind of had that thing too where he kind of um, took a step back year after year. Well, it's gonna be he, weird seeing Rondo on that team because Rondo's taking the complete backseat on that team. He's basically there as like a, a coach. You know yeah. how you know Westbrook's um athleticism has um started to decrease. Like Russell Westbrook last year like destroyed Bismack Biombo on a dunk, right? Mm. Yep. Uh, and that was something he used to do on a regular one. So right. It happens, man. Yeah. So so yeah, I definitely see Westbrook taking a step back with the Lakers. I mean, there's there's no reason for him not to, essentially. With all the, with not not even just with Anthony Davis, but all the other, you know, they got a whole bunch of, they got Rondo, there, they got Kendrick Nunn and uh, and uh, Monk, there. they got all these little, you know, new kids on the block. Essentially, I I don't see him being the same Westbrook as as years past because he just doesn't have to be. But AD has to step up and want it, and like that's see that's where I agree with you, but I just I just find the term beta offensive because yeah. Beta is like, it's basically the guy that loses his girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's why. That's why Scottie Pippen was a great sidekick. Future. Like, they're, like, they're, like I remember watching last year, and it was uh, Barkley and Shaq. It was like it was when they were falling out of the playoffs, and yeah. Anthony Davis was injured, and Barkley and Shaq basically both said that. Like they would kill to have like like Barkley specifically. He was like, I'd kill to have his body and his skills. But he has just no interest in, like, okay. abusing the league. Uh, 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 okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, like, 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 dude, really? We, we, do you do you want me to do this again? Because I, I I don't want to bring up a pedophile. Do you want me to do this again? <laughs> <laughs> They're not even a year apart. They're not a calendar year older. Carl Malone and Charles Barkley are not a calendar year apart. Carl Malone had a great career. Long after Charles Barkley was washed and done, why? Why, John? Because Carl Malone, despite hitting thirteen-year-old girls, hit the weights. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's, 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 all Charles Barkley did was hit donuts, man. Yeah. I'm I, told, I told y'all that story about how the 76ers won it. He was 25. Yeah, he was like, I'm going to the going I am, to fast food joint. I can't. Why, why do I always got to hear from Charles Barkley? I admit that. I admit that. But also, <laughs> so, Charles Charles Barkley was playing the power forward position as at a like as a six five player, like. And and who's who? Wh- why is that my problem? No, I'm like, saying Carl Malone had other physical advantages, like being like six ten instead of oh, six five. I mean, that's a cop he was six nine. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of doing a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> that don't stop. That doesn't stop him from eating every cheeseburger he did. Like, come on, man. I, and I love Charles. I do. No disrespect, but come on, bro. Hit between and shotgun. Shaq did the same thing because uh, part of the reason him and Kobe fell out was because yeah, there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason Shaq was on ten teams. God damn. Yeah, yeah. Shaq, Shaq, fa- Shaq famously said, "I got injured on company time, so I'm having my surgery and recovery on company time." Wait a minute. Shaq said he wished Anthony, he had Anthony Davis's body. Shaq had a way better body. Oh, fuck no, out of here. He was he was saying his not just his body, but his like skill, his speed. Okay, his well, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that I'll give you. Yeah. Yeah. Like he sh- and and they're not wrong. And they like they're the imperfect messenger because of so, what they what? but but like he should be out dominating the league. If you keep bringing up Charles Barkley, I'm gonna get canceled on this show because I'm always gonna defend a pedophile. He's I don't seven- defend a pedophile. Anthony Davis is seven foot tall. He can shoot threes. He can pass. He can dribble. He can like he has all the skills. He should be dominating the league, and he just doesn't. I mean, he dominated the league when he was on a bad team. It's kind of hard to, it's hard to dominate the league when you're playing with LeBron James, man. Yeah, it is. It like, is. And like, if, what, if, what exactly is dominating? The league? What is that called? Like, like I said, he should be he should be as scary of a matchup as Giannis. Like like you should okay, be like but, like but if Giannis was playing with LeBron James, Giannis would be well Giannis would be Shaq. I'd say that bad. Yeah. Yeah, he would. If Giannis, if Giannis had LeBron James, Giannis would be Shaq. Yeah, if we're swapping out Anthony Davis with uh Giannis, like the Lakers are winning the championship this year. Well, they already won the championship, but that's not fair. Yeah. But I'm saying they would be winning it for sure this year. Well, well yeah, that's because Giannis, because Giannis is better than fucking Kevin Durant. Yeah, and he's better than Anthony Davis. I I, I never said he wasn't better. And than he Anthony. should, and he shouldn't be. Like that's the point. Is like Anthony Davis was drafted first overall. He's got as much skill as Giannis. He's got the same. He's got a. He's taller than Giannis. But like he doesn't he, have the he doesn't have the same motor and he doesn't have the same body. Yeah. Yes, and he could. He could if he uh, wanted. I don't know if he would be able to have the same motor because yeah. what Giannis has is something that none of these guys have. Is where he was like this poor kid from Greece. And he's drafted fifteenth. Anthony yeah. Davis is it's the exact same Tom Brady Peyton Manning conversation. Mm. Everyone knew Tate Peyton Manning was going to be great. Great, he was drafted number one. Tom Brady was like out of shape and drafted number six. You know, mm-hmm. in, in, the sixth round. Round. in the sixth round. Thank you, Emmanuel. So <laughs> he was drafted like forty overall. Oh, to go in go the ahead. sixth round. <laughs> well, I'll point it to a sport you actually care about. Bryce Harper was projected to be this great player, right? Yeah. 
um, Trout was not drafted high, right? No, nope, was not. And Trout is the player of the generation, not Bryce Harper. Yeah. Yes. So that's just the way it happens sometimes. And Bryce Harper is goofed around this year and might win an MVP because he still has that skill. He just doesn't have the drive to do it consistently every season. I mean, that's just the way it happens sometimes, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's the argument that I always have with, Dan- again, Daniel Malte from the, oh, geez, the Dream Team um, Facebook group, who's a Toronto Raptors fan. Whenever he's defending Vince Carter, I'm like, how could you defend him? He could have been Kobe. He just he didn't give a fuck. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like, he just, there's... He- he just yeah. like half like like four years in his career just decided I'm not dunking anymore and I'm gonna tell the league I'm not gonna dunk anymore. And then he gets traded to the Nets and all of a sudden he's dunking left and right with Jason Kidd. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that was I think that was part of a ploy to get out of Toronto, to be honest. It was. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> to be that's... honest with you, I think that was more of a ploy to just get out of Toronto. Honestly, if I was the Toronto like I know the Toronto fan base at the end when they got there championship like they stopped caring and they just like or accepting him back as like a legend who played for their team but like as despicable as he was trying to get out of that city and like how much he like shat on that city as he was going mm-hmm. on the way out I don't know if I'd ever be able to be a fan of his if I was a Raptors fan yeah uh, that was yeah. that was bad like that was brutal that well, was if you're if you're a Raptors fan, what do you got to root for? Damian Stoudemire, Vince Carter, DeRozan, Lowry, Tra- Well, I don't know. Do you count Tracy McGrady as? Yeah, yeah. A good season or two there. Like, I, I think if you're if you're a Raptors fan, your team is the DeRozan Lowry team. Like that's mm-hmm. that's Chris, that's, Chris that's Lash, yeah, that's your season. that's your that's your greatness team right there. Well, I think of Tracy McGrady, I think of a. The, the Magic and the uh, Rockets. I don't really think yeah. of the Raptors. Well, I mean, he was that was his early days. That was when he first got in the league. If you if you're a Raptors fan, part of being a Raptors fan is you know be, believing in the team, and that was the team at the time. It was it was young players. He was one of the young players at the time. So you know he was he was an up and coming player. You left out Marcus Camby. Yeah, Marcus Camby. No. Oh yeah, to leave out Marcus Camby. He was actually <laughs> good. No, he actually was good. He was. Yeah. I was I, like I, I said, I, he was he was part of the young. I was <laughs> a huge Marcus Camby fan because I love I like it's one of my it's my favorite part of basketball. It doesn't happen as much anymore, like as it did in the nineties, but blocks. I love watching a dude get blocked. And Marcus Camby was a block machine. Yeah. Marcus Camby is part of the reason they traded you. The you and mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you know why we're here. To get to the point of this show where Emmanuel says the thing. <laughs> so for for the listeners, John started off this with saying he's glad he didn't let somebody into the group. So there's okay. a go ahead, yes. John. So there's a guy who is a friend of a friend who talks basketball on his uh Facebook and I invited him into the league into the group. He didn't join the group. But then today he posts this thing about how Steph Curry isn't even in the top 10 all-time point guards. And then he runs off a list of mostly point guards. You'd probably be like, oh, yeah, they're good, too. 
like the Stocktons, the Isaiah Thomases, mm-hmm. the Magic Johnsons. And then he goes, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson over Steph Curry. And I just, I just lost it, and I brought it to my brothers. My, I brought it to you guys. I was just like, how do you have Mark Jackson over Steph Curry? <laughs> but see, and this is – and I think he, he even messed up on this, and he, and he was the one who said it because I saw it, and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense because of what he said. He, he said traditional. So yes. if you if you so by that logic, like if you just look at point guards as a traditional like point guard, like you don't consider Steph Curry in that category. So of course you wouldn't you would never bring up Steph Curry because Steph Curry is not a traditional point guard. He's just not. So when once he said that, I was like, okay, yeah, he's just talking about traditional point guard. So he was wrong in what he was saying, but the list he brought up was right because Steph Curry not a traditional point guard, so of course you have Mark Jackson. Okay, but like, Mark Jack- but but like, but that's where like Mark Jackson is not in the top ten of anybody. <laughs> oh. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I'm saying, like if you're just saying like I want a traditional. No, point no. Guard, forget Steph Curry. Like, I, I, we we all agree he's not a traditional point. But guard. that's but that's what I was saying. Like, if if you just no, said, no, but hold on, but hold on. Mark Jackson would fit that. Mark Jackson would fit that bill as a traditional. Yeah, but like let's let's I'm gonna let's eliminate Mark. Let's eliminate Steph Curry. Let's eliminate Russell Westbrook. Let's eliminate Allen Iverson. Let's eliminate Jerry West. You're not gonna find a top ten list without those four that would jump Mark Jackson into the top ten of all time. <laughs> but that but that's what I was saying. Like like you when you when you do that, you, you're talking about two different things. So like. Like when you're talking about a traditional point guard, mm-hmm. by definition, a traditional point guard wouldn't isn't like when because you brought up Isaiah Thomas, like I, okay, I, no, okay, there we go. Now, now we can have the real argument, right? So by definition, a traditional point guard wouldn't be like your best player on the team. It, it's just not. That's, that's not, not what. Not true. But that's, that's not what a traditional point guard is. A traditional point but a man, guard hold is. on a minute. You can't say that Isaiah Thomas is a traditional because he was the best player on the team. And say no, that's, but that's not what but, I'm saying. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm Chris saying Paul was that. the best player on a lot of those teams, and he was the traditional point guard. Right, but that was out of necessity for Chris Paul. It wasn't because he had – Isaiah Thomas played Joe Dumas and Mark McGuire. He wasn't the only person that scored 20 points a game. Chris Paul, that's Isaiah Tia or those Hornet teams – he was the only one scoring 20 points a game. You notice once he gets to the Clippers, and after that, his numbers go down. That's because he was actually playing with a guy, and he was more of a thing. And also that, Chris Paul, like you said, Chris Paul had more time, so his game changed more into his offset to what he is originally. When he was playing with the Hornets in the in the uh, quote-unquote you know, Pelicans, however you want to say it, he was doing more of what he normally wouldn't do. So, his, yeah, he was uh, Emmanuel, his, games. Emmanuel, his numbers started going down on the Pelicans, and then they jumped back up when he was on the Clippers. Right. His, but it, his two best scoring seasons are in the first four years, and then they start going down. Right. And then he goes to the Clippers, and they go up. Right. So his first four years is him not playing out of, you know what I'm saying, it's essentially him playing out of position almost because Chris Paul is by definition a traditional point guard. So 
he his job is to set set the team, set the get the offense from the coach, relate to the players, set the offense up on the in the half court offense, tell players where to go, do 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 doom, boom, boom, boom. His job isn't to score the basket. So when he those first four years, he was he was he was doing career highs like 40 points. That was when his career highs was happening. He was having like 30 point games and 20 assist games. Like that's not Chris Paul. Pedro Stoyakovich was averaging 20 points on that those teams. Right. But Pedro isn't a that's not that the the offense wasn't predicated on getting Pedro Stoyakovich. Pedro Stoyakovich finished fourth place in MVP vote one year on the Pelicans. Right. But again, the offense wasn't predicated on Pedro Stoyakovich getting the ball. Was if he was an MVP candidate, he was MVP candidate because they was winning. <laughs> I remember that year. I love Page Story Argovich, but that office was not. Oh, Trey, no, Story no, no, you're a liar. No one loves Page Story Argovich. <laughs> I love Page Story Argovich. How dare you? Is he in the Hall of Fame? I think he has to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't think he is. Not yet. He's he's Hold he on. should I be think though. He, I think Page, he's in the whole Page, Page gets no love. Like when they mention the '96 draft, they never even mention Page. They, yeah, they never mention Page. <laughs> so no, I don't think he is. I think he's close though. I'm looking. I'm, think, I'm looking. I'm looking it up. He, he should be. He should. King's years. No, I don't think he is. Uh, it doesn't. No, I didn't have him. So no, he's not. Yeah, he's got a title. Oh, he was on the Mavericks. He's on that Mavericks team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that Mavericks team got a lot of guys some rings. Yeah. But no, but yeah, so yeah, so and then once so once Chris Paul came to uh the Clippers, it, it was him and Blake, and then Doc a couple so those and so those next four years after that with the Hornets, it was him dealing with injuries, and then eventually the team got bought out, and he was dealing with off off the court stuff, and so uh, and so then when he got to the Clippers, it was him and Blake, so he. Had again, like it's just Blake was the primary scorer on those teams, so yeah, he had to score, you know what I'm saying, you know, 20, woo, woo, woo. but that's not who Chris Paul is. You hey, just played out of his MVP season was on the Kings, it wasn't yeah. on the, uh, the, the oh, okay, it was on the Kings. So you see now, like the best example is like Chris Paul is like with the with the Suns, like that's the best example of Chris Paul, like. Even though he's 37, you know, 36, 37. But you that's the best example of what Chris Paul is. So when you look at like Isaiah Thomas, like I Isaiah think, Th- think the best example of Chris Paul was actually on the Clippers. It's just like it didn't work out for him. Well, but yeah, but see And why? Because no, they were never better than Steph Curry. Yeah, no, I think the best I think the best example is if you probably took that version of Chris Paul from the Clippers and put him on that sun on this Suns team. You would, you would. I you agree know, with you there. That. Yeah. So I think, and so when I when I look at Isaiah Thomas, like Magic is the same way. I fit Isaiah Thomas and Magic kind of in the same thing. Like Magic fits what a traditional point guard is like on paper, but like if you actually like look at it, like Magic killed in the finals like by himself. Like that's not. That's not what a traditional point guard is like on paper. So you're you're saying a traditional point guard can't ever be the best player on the team? No, tradi- no, but normally a, a traditional point guard isn't the best player on the team. So like John Stockton is a traditional point guard. Like he, well, he's he, playing with Carl Malone. Though. 
Right. Why are you making me defend a pedophile? I'm gonna get canceled. <laughs> but still, but see, but still, but that was by design because that was the way they built the team. No, he was, was. he was on he was on the team with uh what's the guy that was on your team? Uh John. He was on your team. Oh Jesus. Adrian Dantley. Yeah, Adrian. Yeah. Adrian Dantley was on the Utah Jazz, and then they mm-hmm. drafted Paul Malone, and then they traded him to uh, Detroit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Adrian Dantley was a uh, he was a problem. Right. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So and so when you like like John Stockton is another like it's perfect example of like what you John Stockton is what you think of as a traditional point. Right? Yeah. So so like John Adrian Dantley's in the Hall of Fame, and he averaged twenty four and. Seven for twenty four and five for his career. Yeah, but but he wasn't like out there giving you 40, 50 points in a playoff think, game. But I think we have to change what becomes a traditional like Adrian Dantley has four seasons averaging thirty points. Yeah, he has actually five because he has one that's twenty nine point eight basically. Jesus, that's not like, like it doesn't matter how they get the assist. It doesn't matter how they get the assists. Isaiah Thomas has more assists per game than Mark Jackson. So, but that, but that's what I was saying. So, so, so the Steve, reason you think Mark Jackson is a traditional point guard is because he was never better than the, the third best player on the team. Well, no. So, I, I've I remember like for Mark Jackson, like the perfect example was like on the dock for Reggie Miller. Like they were like when we were trying to get a, we were trying to get a point guard, we were trying to get a traditional point guard, and Mark Jackson came to us. Like that was what we wanted. Like that. So, so when you. When you think of a traditional point guard, is a a guy who can can score the ball, but isn't primarily you know a primary scorer. B can assist, can get you. I, I in the group in the chat I said six, but really it's five. I mean, really five five to ten assists a game, um, and can off can is primarily the ball, primary ball handler. So he's the one bringing the ball up. Every possession, most most times, and then he's also the one, like you said earlier about uh, Fisher. He's he's normally the guy who you know the team team in the roster. He's normally the young guys who they talk to, or he's the one who speaks up the most. If it's not the star player, you know, or you know, he's the guy who other guys look to when they get traded or whatever. So so like like I said, Magic fits the role like on paper so does isaiah thomas they both yes, fit everything every, yeah everything that you just said fits isaiah right. thomas so on paper they both fit that role criteria but when you look at a tra- traditional point guard they oversee that expectation essentially yes. essentially a traditional point guard kind of fits in a bubble they exceed the bubble so so you're saying because they're too good Right, so you you so, don't okay, want Isaiah then, Thomas what? and Magic Johnson to fit in this role because they was they were so good they exceed what a traditional point guard is because of what they did on the during the playoffs. Like, so they, you don't they, so you don't consider Chris Paul to ever be that good? No, that's different because Chris Paul is pri- prototypically a traditional point guard, but he. But he has shown where he can 
go outside the box, but he'll never be what Magic and Isaiah Thomas was. Well, yeah, we heard we heard like specifically Bill Simmons on the podcast when they were in the finals say if he got a ring, he would consider him over Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, but, but that's was- more of that's more of a longevity thing. Yeah, than right. Because right. his his peak is never as good as Isaiah Thomas's. Peak. No, right, right. So and uh, yeah, exactly. So you would you would never say you know what I'm saying like his like you said like his peak would never be as oh, Isaiah Ooh, Thomas level. So it's like you know what I'm saying like Isaiah Magic like had that peak of excellence, and you know what I'm saying like like when you think of it like I said when you think of traditional point guard, they're not the usually it's not the best player. Like Steve Nash is probably traditional point guard like. So like you know, what I'm saying he won two MVPs. Like that's probably the best you would get from a traditional point guard in the normal sense. Well, the original post that the discussion came from was it was saying things that NBA fans shouldn't debate, and it's it was the best at each position. And it was saying like Steph Curry as the best point guard of all time. Michael Jordan, the best shooting guard of all time. LeBron, the best small forward of all time. Tim Duncan, the best power forward of all time. And Kareem is the best center of all time. Now, I think the center thing is up for debate. Because yeah. for me, I mean, it's really not honestly. And I, I think it's up for debate. I think you would, you would, you would probably say Kareem is 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 up there. But I mean, you probably have conversations about Wilt and Shaq and Bill Russell. And Bill Russell. So I mean, I I would I would say you know, Kareem I mean, has the longevity over all those guys. He's, I mean, there's a reason why like Kareem is the third guy in a room with Jordan and um, LeBron. Yeah, and, he, right. Like I said, he has the he has the longevity over those guys. He he happens to have it where uh, he kind of came in at the right time where you know the league started to take over, so people started to pay more attention and. Yeah. His name gets anonymous with, with the you know he's also played with the best or one of the best organizations in the league ever, so that kind of helps, you know. But he he won on the bu- he won on the Bucks too. Yeah, even though and he, yeah, won, he won, won with he won with an older uh, a big O that wasn't yeah. like yeah. that wasn't the Rochester Royals big O that was right. like an older big O. Yeah, because he but, retires and that's what also yeah. makes Kareem leave. So yeah, I, so yeah. I think three of those are completely not a discussion. Best shooting guard of all time is Michael Jordan. The best small forward of all time is LeBron James. And as much as I hate to say it, Tim Duncan's the best power forward of all time. Absolutely. Other, uh, yeah, other, I agree. The other two, the other two, like I mean, I'm I'm as much as I I was caping for Steph Curry to be like in someone's top ten, probably top five all time point guards, like I wouldn't put him over magic. I don't think anyone would ever take Steph Curry over magic. No, I think this. I, we always, I always say this, but like with Steph, I just think it always depends on like who you consider. He he falls into the same Jerry West, Allen Iverson, yeah. Russell Westbrook conversation, like that island of like. And not really, because like Iverson had a point guard. Like Iverson played with Snow, and Snow played the point guard. Like right. Curry plays the point guard. He he may not be he may not be the traditional point guard in the way of like. No, but he, he's, he's not. Steph, but he's he, not. He, but he's not bringing the ball up though either. Draymond Green is. Draymond so Green's he, actually the point guard on that team. Yeah, if anything. So even even in a non-traditional, like if you just wanted to say, like you know, the next tier would be like score type point guards, like Steph Curry, Damian Lillard. 
I guess you could throw Russell Westbrook in that conversation if you wanted to. He's kind of like an in-between. But, like, even in that, though, Damian Lillard is the one bringing the ball up. So, but Steph isn't. Like, it's mostly like. I mean, you could Curry. argue that James Harden is more of a point guard than Steph Curry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Harden, Harden always brings the ball up, and Harden has more career assists, and he has more assists per game than. And he's usually Curry. the one also setting up the offense, too. Yes. So that's another thing, too. Where Steph is kind of the one who the offense is tailored to end up the, the end result of the offense. Like without looking, w- without looking, how many assists per game do you think Steph Curry had last year? Five. Five? Yeah, it's five. Yeah. Say five. Yeah. Is that career average? His, no, his career, no, his, career his career average is a little higher because when when he like before Durant showed up and even then when Durant showed up he was at one point like eight point like did three straight seasons where he was like at eight assists per game. Well, eight assists per game makes you a traditional point guard. Yes, and he played more of that because that's least, basically what Mark Jackson gave you for a career. Yeah. Yes, and he had a couple of seasons where he did it. He's he's in recent seasons. Far down from that, like he's. I right, said, so John. He had he only had one season of eight point five, seven point seven, six point seven. So he has one. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but yeah, but part, like I said, primarily in the offense, it's it's Draymond. Like you say, Draymond is the one bringing the ball up. Draymond is the one initiating the offense. He does so, bring the ball up. He does bring the ball up sometimes through the you know possessions here and there. So I'm he just going. Sometimes initiates the offense. Just going by assists, Westbrook has had – oh, because he's had four triple dozen double seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So he's had four then, seasons of ten or more. Yeah, then he had a season where he was like nine. He does yeah. have one season that's it. Actually, for the most part, is his average is eight. Yeah. Westbrook and Hart, and Harden's is probably pretty close. Let me I, look think up Harden's, James. I think Harden is eight, too. I'm going to look up James Harden. Or it's, or it's like 7.5. I know James Harden had a, had the same season where um, – James Harden's career assist is 6.5. Okay, so yeah. So he can – I don't remember season. because he came off of the bench for those yes. Oklahoma City teams. Yeah, and he, and he was like a firm shooting guard at that point. So like, he had – James Harden has four seasons of 10 or more assists. Mm-hmm. On, Bro- on Brooklyn, he averages close to 11. The two, oh, shit, they're doing the thing. Okay, so the the season you're talking about, John, where he averages 11.2 is the Westbrook triple-double season. That's the one yep. that we're thinking about. Yeah, where he, where, he, where he literally finished with, like, nine rebounds per game that season. Yeah. Finished, no, yeah. he didn't finish well with nine rebounds. So, so, so he so, almost it, finished averaging a triple-double. No, he only yeah. had eight rebounds. Yeah, he had eight rebounds. I'm looking at he, it. He had another season too when it was him and Curry, the, the one year Curry won. I think it's the year Curry wins the unanimous MVP. So, yeah, he was so close. this is this is gonna be the only time I bring up that particular year because I'm the the silent Westbrook guy. I don't like doing the Westbrook defense because why does mm-hmm. he need to, need to defend them? Mm-hmm. These are their traditional stats. I'll give you Westbrook first, and I'll give you uh, um Harden. The traditional stats, and if you want to break down the PERs, whatever. The Westbrook MVP year, he averages 31.6, 10.4 assists, and 10.7 rebounds. And now I'm going to go to James Harden. 
This is the same year. Mm-hmm. These are their traditional stats. The the one that Bill Simmons says he's on the right, the wrong side of. Yeah. So he averages twenty nine point one points, which is three points less. He averages eleven point two assists, where he's got basically one assist more. He averages eight point one rebounds, which is three less rebounds. Make of that what you will with that argument. Well, the argument that a lot of people have is that also the Houston Rockets that year won a lot more games than the Oklahoma City Thunder. So so their stats were almost exactly the same, and Harden won his team more games playing that way. And if that's the argument, wouldn't that be the argument for that year Kawhi Leonard to be the MVP? No. Because he finished third third that year. Right. That was the year he finished third Right, but his his stats weren't anywhere near those two guys. Those two guys were clearly playing MVP seasons. I have to look up his stats. Give me one second. I think he was averaging like 26. And And he's he's never been an assist guy, so. And so. He's averaging 25. No, yeah. His stats aren't even that impressive for. No. No, they weren't. Yeah. So, yeah, but. And I also argue too that year. I, I mean. I don't understand. Everybody on ESPN especially kept saying, oh, he helped the Thunder win more games than everybody assumed. And I keep saying that's not true. ESPN had them winning 45 games. So I think yeah. they win like 46 games. Like, Yeah, they won like I, I one more confused. game. Yes. I was so confused. Like, what are y'all talking about? You had them back in the, back in October winning 45 games. They won like 46, 47 games. Westbrook what? won Westbrook won Westbrook's team won, I think it's like the second or third least amount of games for an MVP season. Yeah. Like that's part of that's part of why historically it doesn't look good because Harden had pretty much the same stats. And he had his he had his team a better record, and this when you look back on it, it it wasn't it, it was arguably one of the worst seasons a team has ever had and produced an MVP. Yeah, I think it's it's probably the first time that uh, somebody won just off the fact they had triple doubles. Yeah. Because, I mean, Oscar Robinson had triple doubles, too, and he finished third in MVP voting. Well, yeah, and that was well, that was back in the day when, like, literally they give the MVP to whoever had the best record. Like, the, if you – so that, that was back that was back when the players used to win. Yeah. Yes. That was back. That's why that particular year, when you see Bill Russell win the MVP, it looks stupid. Yeah. And you see, like, the numbers that Big O had and the big numbers that Will yeah. had, and you're like – no, it's not just it's not just big O's, it's also Joe Elgin Baylor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because what was averaging 50 and 25 and yeah, Elgin, that, that makes no fucking sense. Does it? <laughs> I believe Will Chamberlain had sex with 20,000 women more than I believe he averaged 50 points. That just makes no sense. Well, I mean, he was the primary person that's called a ball, so that's if why team, I can't. That's why I can't have those guys in my top ten, man. I mean, if the team is scoring hundred <laughs> points a game, I mean, he's the primary person scoring the ball. So. There wasn't, yeah, there wasn't three pointers, so it was right. <laughs> get, get, get the get to the ball to the big dude under the basket. Let him yeah, put the ball in as many times exactly. as he possibly can. 
Exactly. <laughs> so it's not the hard to believe. That just that makes no sense. He's <laughs> probably most of those nights being covered by like a six five white dude who was playing it, center. Yeah, of course he was. <laughs> by another white guy, followed by another white guy. <laughs> we ever see those like old like George Mike and highlights where they bounce back and it's like that ain't basketball. <laughs> Yeah. It's why you it's it's why you really do have to separate the those eras. And that's why honestly, like the list we saw that I was talking about, like I think you can kind of start with like Magic Johnson, like and Larry Bird, like Well, that's probably, where I go from. I only go from who I've seen. Right. And so for me, like Kareem kind of for me doesn't like fit in that era necessarily. Well, that's, no, I agree with you because like all right, his Will Chamberlain. Well, Chamberlain's stats make note. This is his first like six years. 37 it must, points. It must, have been fun. Points, it must have been fun to watch Will. 37 points, 38 points, 50 points, 44, 37, 34, 38. Then it goes down to 30, goes back up to 30. That makes no sense. If you look wow. at just if if you look at just numbers and just oh, go, he's the greatest player of all time. Yes, by far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like. But he never won anything, though. No, he and they, ca- and they count them. That's why you. Twice. That's why you go to two K and like it's like, and you go to like season records and stuff, and like single game and records, and like he owns everything. Yeah. <laughs> but he never. But they never. But it seems. No, he won, won twice. Now. No, he won twice. Well, he, uh, yeah, outside of the the thing, yeah, but uh, I mean, he went to the finals like how many times? Well, he was always losing to Bill Russell Celtics. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's what the argument for him not being the greatest player of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jerry Rice has the same complaint, too. But I guess Jerry Rice. Still, Jerry Rice won I mean, four Super Bowls. I mean, I'm talking about uh, 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 Jerry, Jerry West. Jerry, well, Jerry West wouldn't, even if Jer- Jerry West would, he just wouldn't be considered the greatest because, like, Elgin no, Bell was I mean, the guy on those teams. No, Jerry was scoring. He was doing his thing too. He was averaging thirty, like thirty points a game. No, they were like a one A, one B. I'm have to look it up. I think El- Elton Baylor was the Jerry West never won an MVP. Well, yeah, again, because well, part of that dude was because they didn't have MVP most of like I think his last couple of years is when they first had they first had the MVP. So. Yeah. And the, like, like it was traditionally that the NBA, the NBA MVP would go to. You had to have your, you had to have the best record. You had to be, like they some of some of the seasons they'd give out the they'd give it out after the finals, and they'd give it to basically like the finals MVP. Yeah, like the like nowadays in really going back into the eighties and nineties. They give it out after the season as a regular season award. Previous to that, they there was a period of time where they didn't vote on the MVP until the season was over, and like they counted in your playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they, like I said, they uh, MVP was established what in sixty six, I think. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, or no, not sixty. Yeah, yeah, was it? I think so. Let me double check. So they had so, the finals MVP. But, it, but the yeah, finals MVP is something that's new. 
Yes, it is. Because like I said, they used to count. The, they used to vote on the MVP after the season, and they'd count your they'd count your what you did in the playoffs and in the finals as much as they counted. No, they had the finals MVP. They had they had both because because Jerry West was was like is one of the few players. He's the only player to win from a losing team. Yeah. So so yeah, he's the first. He's the first yeah. MVP, finals he's MVP the, winner. He's the first finals MVP, and he's the only player to win from a losing team. And Bill Simmons bitching about that, saying it should have been Hondo or some random white guy. I don't know. <laughs> some random white guy from. The they were all other than Bill. No, Sam Jones and Bill Russell are the only two black guys on those teams, I think. Casey Jones. Casey Jones. Did, did I call him Sam Jones? Yeah. Oh. Did they oh, also have Sam Jones? Yeah, that's what you meant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was like, I thought you was talking about somebody else. I yeah. think I just might have got the wrong. I know there's like another black guy on the team. Yeah. There's uh, like five white guys. Yeah, because Koozie and... Bob Cousy sucks, man. Go look at his stats. Bob Cousy is not a traditional point guard. Right? <laughs> go, go, go look up Bob Cousy. Go, go Google the go YouTube Bob Cousy actually playing. He wouldn't even make the NBA now. He wouldn't. Well, he wouldn't play the same way he played now. <laughs> he, he wouldn't have been able to play. Like, like if we're being, if we're being real. I can say this is the white guy on the pod. A lot of the white guys who played in the '60s could just—they wouldn't even be in the NBA today. They wouldn't. Do you guys remember when Lynn Sanity was a thing, and the Miami Heat decided to shut that shit down? Yes. Mm-hmm. Imagine Bob Cousy playing against that. You wouldn't know what the fuck was going on. What? Well, yeah, yeah, Sam Jones and Casey Jones. So, so two different players. Two different black guys. Imagine, like, remember when they just, like, when the Miami Heat just decided to shut down Linsanity and he couldn't get the ball across half court? Yeah. I would be Bob Cousy in the NBA today. It would. That would what's that guy that's on your team? Killian Hayes would, would murder Bob Cousy. How out of here with Bob Cousy? So much, yes, so much yes, Bob Cousy slander. <laughs> Killian Hayes would murder Bob Killian Hayes would eat Bob Cousy's lunch. How we do it? There's a reason why you go back there. You look at you look at that NBA, and there was probably like fifty fifty, like even more than fifty fifty, like white guys. Like, and now how many white American, like North American white NBA? You about non non Europeans? Yeah, non Europeans. There's probably like ten in the league. Probably ten. Way more than ten. There's way more than ten, man. There's at least there's at least ten Plumlee brothers. No, <laughs> it's not that many. No, what is it? No, I seriously, is there more than is there more than ten? There's white North Americans. Okay, there's Gordon Hayward, there's Kevin Love, there's there's Grayson Allen, there's Doug McDermott. How many Plumlee brothers are there actually? Two. Three. It's three about. No, I think no, three, three, were, three, three were drafted, but two are in the NBA. Miles and uh, Mason. Okay, there's two. That's five, right? Do I got five? Yeah. There's Cody Zeller. Okay. <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna help me out. I gotta find. I gotta find the white boy. It's a it's a couple white boys that are rookies. Do I gotta find all the white boys in the league? I know the Lakers got a white boy, but I think he's a rookie. Yeah, Caruso. Caruso. There's, 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 there's got to be like seven in Utah. And Indiana. 
It's not that many. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. So you probably get to 15. You can probably get to 15. Yeah, maybe 20. Maybe 20. There's at least one white boy per NBA team. There's a rule. It's the Larry Bird exception. That Kelly is Olenek. not. That is Ke- not what the Larry Bird is. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Olynyk is uh, Canadian. No, he's Canadian. He's Canadian. He's not yeah, he is. Uh, I don't think. I don't think uh, Utah has a white boy. That's what they do now. Crime against humanity. Miami's <laughs> got Miami's got three of them. Jeff Hornacek <laughs> is rolling in his grave. <laughs> I'm looking at the roster now. I don't think they have an actual American white boy. Like obviously. Oh, Harris for the uh, Nets. Yeah, Joe Harris. Yeah, what's Joe that Harris. guy? That what's the guy in the Wizards that sucked? That got all that Joe Harris money. <laughs> That's Davis Bertans. He's yeah, he, he fucking sucks, man. <laughs> Every time Russell Westbrook was passing the ball, it'd be a clank, clank. <laughs> Hey guys, I gotta call it a podcast. Bridgie Bridgie in his bed. All right, guys. We got enough time. All right, guys. Later. <laughs> Later. <laughs>